Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to Siza and the Stash, two cats talking about sports. I am Austin the Stash. With me, as always, the one and only Parker Siza. Yes, hello, Austin, and uh, how are we doing today? Doing great. Uh, Henry was up at like 11.30 last night, was up till about 1.30, so I did... Just making some food, watching yeah. TV, you know, yeah, he, just, you know, just being he, a bum roommate. <laughs> he yeah. wanted to catch a rerun of yeah, Saturday yeah. Night Live. He, I don't know what his deal is, but he was up pretty late last night, and so Liz and I were up, which means over my lunch, I take a nice little under-the-desk nap, yep. a la George Costanza. Yep. However, I had a remote today, so I didn't really have a lunch per se, so I'm feeling it, dog. I am feeling. We're hungry going into this podcast. Is that what we're that saying? We're or, always uh, hungry. Yeah, brother. we're always hungry. That's but, right. But we're tired. We're tired. Hungry, we're all hungry. The above. But you know what that means? It means it's time to just let the craziness yeah. flow. Anything and could happen on this podcast. You're, hopefully, people can hear the rust kicking off the gears <laughs> in our brains as we're continuing this uh, this episode. But uh, how was that Allo remote? It was. Uh, it was, it was fun. fun. It was a good time. They had the grand opening here in York, and so many people showed mm-hmm. up. I was shocked. I was so shocked that that many people showed up. But they had free sandwiches. They had Jimmy John's. You're the bane of your existence. Yeah, not a Jimmy John's fan. What is it not about a, Jimmy John's? It's just that, purely the bread. It's purely, purely the bread. The bread. And that's Pretty it. Much. They do have a flatbread option now. I've been told. I've not tried it. Uh, <laughs> out of, but out I of mean, principle, I would. Imagine. I mean, literally, like, like, and I don't. Ha- I would eat a Jimmy John sandwich if it was the only thing to eat, and it's right in front. <laughs> I would eat it. Yeah, uh-huh. it's pretty yeah. good meat, right? Sure. I mean, you know. But uh, I one time I remember biting into it, and I swear I cut the top of the roof of my mouth and i was just like this is this is ridiculous this is like eating tire rubber um yeah not good not good not a jimmy john's fan all right jersey mike's i was gonna say jersey mike's is your Mm go-to i'm a big good sense good sense is great too good sense bread is yes yes squishy uh in in the good way right i don't know i don't know if squishy soft i think there you go that's how i would describe (laughs) it squishy's a little weird i'm not a fan of wet bread Uh, (laughs) we don't no no uh, but yeah. the the remote went great. Lots of people showed up. People took T-shirts, took a hat. They were very excited for the cool radio being there. Yeah. Talked to some cool people, and uh, it was a good time. You have been dealing with CRC oh, yeah. basketball action, and along with at the end of the week, you're going to Wisconsin. What's it been like having all of these sports happening this week? It's a, it's a big collision of uh, you know a lot of stuff going on. CRC is uh, always a great time. Um, it's pretty well organized this year. I'm very very happy about that. Uh, uh, on, on the tournament, yeah, on, on the <laughs> tournament uh, side, they, they've uh, they did a good job kind of bracketing everything out. So uh, yeah, we're about uh, we got two days left with that. The boys semifinals and then the final friday which are the uh, girls finals the, the boys final before that are the consolation matches so uh two more days of that uh, here at the york city auditorium it's uh, one of the best most famous conference tournaments in the state of nebraska um purely because of the location that it's in the york city auditorium Absolutely. is uh, is uh, pretty well renowned around the state and so uh, you get these uh, class d2 d1 c2 schools uh into york and 
gets to be a pretty good time. It'll it'll get loud in there on Friday. I'll, I'll guarantee you that. Uh, even though the tournament action probably hasn't had great reason to be uh, very loud, there have been a lot of blowouts, as there usually tends to be. Um, you know, with C two teams playing D two teams, you can get that. There have been some big blowouts, uh, but you know, once we get the, the CRC starts. On Thursday, so uh, that that's uh, that's really when it's going to get fun. And then we have the CIT, which is the uh, Concordia Invitational Tournament. Uh, our uh, team here, Concordia University, of Nebraska, plays in this yearly. Uh, they uh, invite Concordia universities around the United States for a week of com- camaraderie and competition and a lot of fun. So uh, they're all based in their uh, Lutheran faith, and so there's just a bunch of events centered around that throughout the week. This week it's in uh, Concordia uh, University, Wisconsin, in Mequon. So I'm on my way to Mequon, Wisconsin Mequon, tomorrow. Wisconsin. Yep. You have to bring back some new Glarus. Uh, uh, what's the cow beer? The spotted cow. Uh, yeah, you yep, have yep. to bring. I will give you money to bring back a case Noted. of spotted cow for me. No, no joke. I love that beer. My roommate used to drink that. Uh, I've never tried it though. Never. I, I really? Try it. Yep, never tried it. My He's s- had it before though. Yeah. My sister know. just finished up her. Or not just finished up, but she had her honeymoon in Wisconsin of all places. What a what a choice! They went to like a little cabin, like a small. They legit found a cabin in a small town in Wisconsin, and their honeymoon was. They went to the local bar, played pool, and just hung out with a bunch of regulars in a small town. It sounds like an absolute yeah. blast. What a what a choice for a honeymoon. Was it in the summer or like spring? No, no? it was like January. January. Wow. I'm wow. talking like January 3rd. <laughs> like January, January. You know, they say, uh, and I'm about to do it, but they say, hey, go to Wisconsin in winter. It's nice. You should, you would, uh, you would love it. Um, I hear it all the we'll time, see. actually. You know, pretty sure that's the number one time you should go to Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But in all reality, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to see there uh, in terms of scenery or anything uh, in, in the winter time. But mm-hmm. I mean, Wisconsin—they've got a lot of lakes up there. Th- this university is actually right on the shore of Lake Michigan, which is oh. uh, sort of on the uh, east coast, I guess you could say, of Wisconsin. And so weird to say, but I yeah, get it. Yeah, the east, east coast, coast of Wisconsin. Wisconsin. <laughs> uh, it's going to be uh, in this uh, town just north. Of, it's a very it's probably the most extreme northern suburb of Milwaukee, Mequon, Wisconsin, and uh, just about a stone's throw from the campus. You can you can reach the shoreline of Lake Michigan. So that's where we're going to be at uh, at the end of this week, and uh, we'll come back on Sunday. So, Sounds like fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be yeah. fun. Looking forward to that and looking forward to getting out there and uh, seeing these Bulldog basketball teams. They, they dominate the CIT every year. I don't know what it is Concordia about it. Concordia is a very sports-heavy university. This Concordia is. This Concordia. They're not, they're, they're, I don't know how many Concordia universities there are across the country. I want to say there's at least one in every state. Um, maybe a couple in, in some states, right? Maybe Feels one like doesn't bad. have one. Uh, but, uh, you know, this one will feature only four of them, right? But, you know, there's been many others that have been in, in the past. Uh, Oregon, Hawaii, California. Uh, but they're not in it. You have uh, Concordia Ann Arbor out of Michigan, Concordia Chicago, and then Concordia Wisconsin, and then Concordia Nebraska. So Man, just for kind of a middle finger to Nebraska to be like, okay, here's all three of us real close, and Nebraska, yeah. you got to haul your came, asses up. They Ann Arbor came to Nebraska. La- it was in Nebraska last year is where they hosted ah. it. So Ann Arbor came, so they had to make the long trip. They just traded off. I don't know. All right. They've had it in St. St. Louis. I know there's a Concordia there that they've been in in it in the past but not this year uh it's just it's a good time i'll tell you that i know you don't a lot get of to people go, go to it 
I know you don't get to go to a bunch of like huge cities with Concordia. Like you obviously aren't going to New York City or anything like that, but the amount that you get to travel and the places you get to go has to be pretty exciting. Yeah, it's a lot of it's northern northwestern Iowa. <laughs> Have you ever been to northwestern Iowa? There's not much uh, there. There's not much there. South Dakota, not much, but uh you know when they get into tournament time. I mean, I've been to Kansas City with them, been mm-hmm. to uh uh Des Moines with them, um Wichita, you know. Some of those bigger areas. Kansas City was great. We we stayed downtown Kansas City for the uh, national tournament two years ago, uh, right in the, uh, not the penthouse, but like the floor below the penthouse. Nice. At this, or a couple floors below the penthouse. So that was really cool. And it was actually the first floor. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it was the very first, yeah. <laughs> kept lowering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it was actually like right in the middle. Like, so, you know, about 10 below the penthouse. It was only a two-story hotel. Or two story hotel <laughs> and the penthouse was at the top. We were floor below that penthouse. On the first floor, uh, yeah, but we get to, we get to go around a lot. It's a lot of travel and uh, just busy season, really. From uh, you know football in uh, late August to about mid March sure. into basketball. So absolutely, yep, yeah. But hey, a lot of fun, a lot of fun stuff going yeah. on here. I have something kind of fun. I finished another book. Ooh, have book you re- found a book <sighs> no, yet? No. Have you even been looking? No. Parker no, Sizer. No. I'll get into that. I want to get into that when <laughs> things start to calm down here yes. at the station. But uh, yeah, no. I have. Uh, I have. I, I told you a few weeks ago. New Year's resolution. One of them is going to be. I'm going to at least uh, make the attempt to get into some books. It's January but, uh, 24th, it my dude. It is January 24th. <laughs> is it really? It wow. It is. 24 days just, into the new year. Just let's pause for a second. Think about that. Think about that. 24 days already. Wow. It feels like just last week uh, was New Year's <laughs> Eve. But anyway, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's blowing right on by. Thanks for reminding me, though. I'll yeah, get to that. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to find you a book that, that you're going to enjoy. I actually might have one. Okay. It's not the book that I'm reading next. I just bought a book. Because Barnes and Noble was doing like a fifty percent off sale, and I bought "Throwing Box Cars" by Cedric the Entertainer, and it's a, it's supposed to be a just a fiction story about this guy who who tries to basically win his living playing craps under uh, like street craps and all that sort of stuff. So I haven't started it yet, but. It's short. It's not fantasy. Seems like it might be up your up your alley. Cedric so. the Entertainer is the author. He is the author. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. That's the other thing. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. the other thing that drew me to it. Uh, plus, yeah. it was fifteen bucks because yeah. it was fifty percent off. So I was like, hell yeah, I'm going for it. Uh, the book that I just finished, not going to be up your alley. Okay. It is uh, called The Lies of Locke Lamora. Uh, the main character's name is Locke Lamora. Scottish. It's Irish, actually I, like know. like it's set in fake Italy. Okay, is the best way to describe it. Like it's not real Italy. It's fantasy because there is some magic in it, but it's not like full bore. We're going with fairies, and we're not. Okay. You know, it, it's and it's not a romance. So it, there was no banging. Like the last one. The last the one. Last was, series. Yeah, the last series, which <laughs> I'm gonna get back to. <laughs> The last I'm gonna get back into some more romance novels here, uh, but this one was definitely not that. It's it's a the thing about the book. I gave it four stars on Goodreads. Which, if you're a Goodreads person, hit me up on Goodreads. Uh, big big reviewer right here. I review every single book that I that I read, 
And some I, scathing reviews. Some uh, I have episode. given a a one star or like a two star to a book because I didn't finish it because it was just gross. Okay. It, yeah. It's called the Necromancer's House. Um, not the neck romancers, necromancer, necromancers, which one is word, one word. Uh, it's about a, a person who can talk to the dead and all that sort mm. of stuff. It, it's, it's, it's a bad book. Like it just was gross. The, mm. the author really liked to talk about gross things. Like one of the main characters is a lesbian who went to jail because she, uh, she was helping a minor who was a lesbian be more lesbian by dating her. And so it's like a weird, like that was the lead is like, she's a pedophile. Like, Mm. and I'm like, I'm not into this. This seems awful. So I didn't make it very far in that book. And I was like, all right, we're good. We're done with that. So you're one of those that like, it doesn't hook you by the first chat or if something's off in the in the first yes. few few pages you're just like this is i know where this is gonna go exactly yeah. and that's kind of the thing about books it, it, people who read a lot do that mm-hmm. they they don't waste time because we're not in school anymore this mm-hmm. it, when you pick up a book you don't have to finish it who cares like just move on with it and and i have taken that to heart yeah. that's the only book that i haven't finished uh but the this most recent book took me a long time to read. Took me like because uh, I started it in uh, in October and I just finished it. It was seven hundred and twenty pages, mm. so many pages. Mm. But it was a lot of fun. It's a book about an orphan who finds a, a found family with this group called the Gentleman Bastards, and they rob from friendly from, group. Very friendly. Wow. Group. Okay. They okay. don't. They don't kill. <laughs> they don't like. Right. They. They. All they do. So is, they don't really live up to their name. But you know, the, <laughs> they, the bastard. No. I'm right. Just yeah, yeah. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they. They steal from nobility by outsmarting them. Basically, they trick them into giving them money, and then that sort of thing. And then the the thing about it is that the reason why I didn't give it five stars was because the book is kind of silly. For the first like half, where it's like these guys are all just we're so clever, we're we're clever, nothing bad happens to us, and then something horrible happens mm. to them. Like worst thing you can imagine for our main character happens to him, and so there's this sudden shift to like whoa, this really emotional, heart like hurting kind of thing, and then it kind of goes back to being silly because it's like. All of these things just kind of work out for our main character. And it's like, I don't, I don't, it doesn't fit. Like the, the, there was a shift change of like, this is dire situations and this is all bad and emotional. And then the way he gets out of it is the same thing he does in the beginning, which is just being smarter than everyone else. And so it's just kind of weird. It just, it, it rubs me a little weird. Is that what authors try to do? Is that is that their version of uh, relieving the tension, you know, as you talk about with, uh, I mean. Maybe. You know, I. I don't know. Could be. Yeah. Could be. You it, talk about how, uh, how it's like, it's tense. Yeah. And then it like. Then it's relief. It's like silly, funny. Yeah. You know, you could like it or not, whether it's silly or, or, or however you. I, you let me let me rephrase what I mean by silly. So like the the way that Locke Lamora like goes about and so he tricks all of these nobles into giving him money 
because he creates these characters and he and he cons them into mm-hmm. giving them money. And then this really bad thing happens. And then the way that he gets out of this situation and ends up having a very satisfying ending is he goes he he goes back to conning people and like conning really really high nobility people and it's like so many things have you heard the phrase deus ex machina it effectively means um a machine comes in and fixes the problem. A well, god comes in and fixes you talk the problem. About, I've seen the movie Ex Machina. Is that the same thing? I don't know. I haven't yeah. seen the movie. Ex Machina. <laughs> that is Ex Machina. It's it's uh it, it it's a little bit like a, a machine coming. It's an AI movie comes gotcha. down, saves the world. That's pretty much Ex so, Machina. So yeah. kind of that. Okay. There's a lot of those moments where like Locke didn't really do anything to win this situation he just kind of lucked into it um he made his own luck by being in the situation but it was still luck that got him out of it and so i don't know there was like it ends up being a very satisfying ending and it was very fun read but it was but there the shift from silly to not silly to how he ends up getting this this final victory or whatever just kind of felt a little weird. I, I never got back to this really emotional moment of like triumph, which is I think what the book was missing, which is why I didn't give it five stars. Yeah, what'd you give it? Four stars on Goodreads, but four. I would they don't let you put like half stars. Mm-hmm. I'd up it to four and a half stars. Because it was still a lot of fun. I fell in love with the characters quickly. The world is very expansive. It's it's very clever and all that sort of stuff, so that I would give it four and a half stars. Give people the title again. Uh, if they're, the if they're Lies interested. of Locke Lamora. L-O-C-K-E-L-A-M-O-R-A. Lies I, of Locke Lamora. I would, I would try it. I would pick it up. I don't know if I could get a couple pages into that. I, don't, I would <laughs> love to see you try and read. Like, one of those, own, yeah, one of those types. Book, yeah. So mm-hmm. I will give it to you okay. to try it. Okay. Uh, the The... But oh, you said it was. I, I'll tell you this: it ain't gonna, ain't gonna happen. I ain't gonna think happen. You would. No, no, I, not seven hundred. It's, it's so long. No, no. <laughs> yeah, it's yep. like a forty-hour audiobook or something like that. So, like, that's what you need to get into. Just drive. I mean, I got a nine-hour drive tomorrow to Absolutely. Wisconsin. Let's just uh, Lincoln <laughs> Public right Library <laughs> lets you borrow audiobooks. Yep. It's great. I highly recommend that. Definitely, we gotta find you an audio. I think I might do that. Tomorrow on yeah. my drive there, we'll I'll, find I'll something. have to find something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if someone has the, I've got nine hours, man. Yeah, nine if, hours. If someone has Fair already, <laughs> true. If someone has already written the life and times of Sports Illustrated, that would be a really interesting book for you. So Sports Illustrated is like dying. It is pretty it's much dead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like after the whole AI generated journalist. Now it's like really, it's really over. Well, and they for Sports they, Illustrated. they told I think ninety uh, percent of the uh, current oh. staff there that uh, they are going to have their jobs for just a couple more months. Does and that they're include the AI people? Yeah, yeah or? they had to tell the AI people did not take it that well. Uh, they were. They were very disheartened about this, but uh, yeah, it, it. There's just there were a lot of um, sort of old. I don't want to say old people. Uh, 
people who appreciate that old magazine, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it was it was that Larry Bird cover when he's standing with those two Indiana State cheerleaders, right? When he was playing basketball, that you know you saw on like every bar yeah. ever, and and the the Magic and the Larry Bird covers and the Michael Jordan standing dunk covers, the Tiger Woods 1997 Masters yeah. uppercut fist pump, you know all all of these legendary covers that. Uh, all the stories too uh, that that you would get out of that the the Rick Rileys the mm-hmm. um, all those people who wrote throughout the years people just getting online and and you know knowing that sports they're done with the magazine it's pretty much online now mm-hmm. and it's just the way the world is changing magazines are are kind of dead right yeah. I mean that's just the way it is but uh, yeah now it's uh, it's a pretty sad time because I think everybody understands you know what's going on here why it's going to go away mm-hmm. nobody. Publish it or buy Sports Illustrated anymore, right? Yeah. Nobody. Uh, the one thing that kept them going was a swimsuit edition, right? Right, and uh, and that that like that's been the thought for a couple years now. Is like if it wasn't for the swimsuit edition, then like people weren't buying it, weren't weren't, think. And and that that was yeah, that's been great, right? But but that's kind of started in the late ninety, early mid nineties, something like that. Mm -hmm. Forty years after, you know, that was something they added to continue growing more popular. Now it's the one you know thing that's been keeping them on life support over the last twenty years. But um, yeah, it's it's a little bit of a bummer. It was a bummer to hear that. Were you a Sports Illustrated kids? Kid. Yes, yeah, yeah. Loved that magazine. Yep. I had a subscription to it. I never had a subscription, but the school library always did. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Like, every time it, it came in. I mean, yeah, they had all those game pages and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, that was In good. the very back, they had a know-the-rules kind of thing, and they would set up a, a scenario for three different sports, and you had to figure out what the right ruling was. Yeah, yeah. That was always my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget, there. there's one about, there's a rule in tennis where if you hit the ball over the net, and then it bounces back over the net, you have to still touch it mm-hmm. in order for it to count for you. Uh, I just vividly remember the comic that went with it. That and the guy standing in the, oh, he was standing in like the, what's it called? The, when pitchers are warming up, what bullpen. Yeah. He climbed the fence to rob a home run by standing in the bullpen, but that doesn't count because you have to have part of your body in the field of play still. So like, I just, I remember that. I remember like Sports Illustrated for Kids, the website was, was one that I went to all the time. And it is sad to see Sports Illustrated go this way and to see magazines kind of going going this way because it just like, I don't know, it just goes to show that 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 physical media really is going away. Yep, yep. And it's just the way people are changing, too. People are changing the way they watch things, read things, view things, listen to things. You know, we, we just had a little bit about, you know, reading books, but there's also audio books, right? Like sure. audio books are, are starting to take over that. That won't re- not Audible saying that's ever going to is... replace like actual paper books. Right. But, right. you know, I mean, those are becoming increasingly popular. It's definitely going to take a hit on the paperback book industry mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Well, but as even time think about like Kindles, yeah. like people yeah. have Kindles. So instead of having one book that you carry around, you have a book that is super thin and can hold hundreds and thousands of books. So like it technology's changing and it's it's sad to see what what doesn't make it. It's fun to see what does make it because there are plenty of magazines that have successfully transitioned, right? That 
still have a way of making money. A lot of the big ones don't necessarily. I'm wondering when National Geographic is going to go. Yeah. Because like time or yeah, 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 like time. All of like they're big enough that they have sustained themselves and they still print physical media but they very much are more of a of an online sort of thing like the like time magazine puts out so much more content online than it does in any physical format and so it's just it's interesting it's interesting to see where all this is going and i'm curious a lot of people will then go turn to like our industry of radio and be like oh Magazines are out, newspapers are out, radio, you're next. It's coming, coming for you. Exactly. Right, right. And it doesn't feel that way. Maybe it's because I live in radio yeah. world, but it in doesn't opinion, feel like that. In my opinion, radio is so local. Like, it's so, mm-hmm. here in Nebraska, for example, you know, we, we are around a small town. We've got a lot of small towns around us that there's just not a lot of people out here. And so, you know, at the same time, it's easier to get your station's name out there and people just people are stubborn out here and in, in a good way like they've yeah. just done things for 30 years and they'll continue like people have listened to the radio for 30 years and they'll just continue doing that that's like that in a lot of places some places where i'm sure you know it's starting to fall fall down a little bit maybe in bigger metro metropolitan areas mm-hmm. that have you know radio stations on literally every frequency mm-hmm. 1012 1013 all that yeah. um you know, it's probably a little bit harder to gather all of them because you know, most people in metros are listening to like one single thing, or you know, everybody's got Spotify, Apple Music, stuff like that. So I, I do think it's a little bit local, and I think it's just dependent on um, you know the audiences. But I, yeah, and and because you know I'm in it too, I could see uh, the good things that that radio continues to do, and what it still will uh, continue to do long into the future. Um, I'm sure as, uh, you know, there's some things you just can't replace. Yeah. And, you know, I think that as we, not that we didn't mean to get very philosophical on, on this whole sports illustrated topic, but like you see a change in social media and you, and you see a change in radio that successful, like the big markets, you know, like, like New York and and Orlando and and big markets like that, like the Bobby Bones show Mm -hmm. is, is a great example. And there are a lot of great examples that I see from Australia, actually. And they are becoming TikTok famous because they are putting out content that is specifically made. Like, it obviously goes out over the air. Yeah. It obviously is is out for, uh, you know, for the radio station. But the Bobby Bones show is just as famous on TikTok as it is on any radio station, right? And so it's... Instead of radio stations trying to compete with TV or trying to compete with whatever, it's radio stations are trying to compete online. Mm-hmm. And that's really a tough thing to get other people to see. Yeah. You know, like I like there are plenty of people in Nebraska who will just sit and be like, nope, we're we're fighting. Uh, we're fighting for viewers from other radio stations. That's what we're looking for. And yeah, there the is that. Term is to listeners Listener. from other radio stations. Yes, 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 yes. You don't view the that radio. You listen to the, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? I sit around the radio with <laughs> my family and just watch it every single night. I don't know what you're talking about. Ugh, yeah. But like. We're trying to steal listeners Mm -hmm. when in actuality radio is fighting for the viewers online so that way that becomes the thing. Whereas, yes, we will always have listeners. We will always have the people that just tune in when they hop in their car. We will always have that. 
But in order to grow an audience, you need to have that online presence. And that is a tough thing to to get, especially with stations like ours where our listenership is just – it's older. you know. So how do you get those listeners to – how do you get the – kids of those listeners mm-hmm. to stick with us well i think that you know and i can't we kind of already highlighted this but you just got to be any media company and this is maybe what sports illustrated was not mm-hmm. malleable right you got to be malleable you yeah. got to be able to change with the times be able to change with the generations and, and the people and you know like we said there's good things that radio is doing there's things that magazines just could not do right absolutely um you know and so i think that's uh i think that's kind of the end of that so, i think so see i think so wow. i'm just, I, I think mostly for sports illustrated i'm gonna miss the covers just like covers out of the, the stories of like like just to see you know like if the detroit lions win the super bowl i'm not gonna buy a sports illustrated to read that person's recap mm-hmm. of it but i'm gonna be so interested on what that cover looks like as detroit wins its first super bowl in history like what what that's gonna be so that's uh that's kind of a bummer now i don't know they probably will still have uh sports they, they are because i know uh the the announcement was that three months uh, a lot about 90 percent of the employees are going to be laid off so they'll probably still have uh those uh those kind of uh, uh, you know, magazine stories for the next few months, sure. but it's going to go away soon. So I yeah. did a quick search to see if there was a iconic, like what is the most iconic Sports Illustrated cover? And according to Sports Illustrated, according to themselves, after five rounds of voting, uh, Miracle on Ice was mm-hmm. the n- most iconic Sports Illustrated. When they're cover. celebrating right at yeah, the end, after- it's just beautiful. Yeah. Beating yeah. the Russians. That's right. That's right. Man, goodbye to Sports Illustrated. We will miss you a little. A little. <laughs> a little. Uh, speaking of things that some people may be missing, Monday Night Raw may not be on Monday night for much longer. So this was brought to my attention from uh, by you and by a friend of my friend of mine who loves pro wrestling and it's that Netflix has bought Monday Night Raw and has also bought like more of WWE like they bought WWE's international rights whereas Peacock and NBC gets to hold on yes. to their streaming rights in the United States essentially what that means is that if you're in Paris France you can watch Smackdown on yes. Netflix, on the on in for if you're international, right, right. Time so. to break out the VPN, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Five billion dollar deal uh, over a ten year period is uh, going to make Netflix the home for Raw in the U.S. and Canada, and then uh, also outside the U.S. SmackDown will be its home. NXT and WWE's premium live events. That's right. They don't call them pay per views anymore. They're That's right. Premium, premium live events. Live events. Um, yeah, it's uh, so the so. So the premium live events and NXT and SmackDown are all available on Netflix in other countries. Mm-hmm. So Paris, you know, where Russia, wherever, but not in the U.S. and Canada. That's still on Peacock. You know, I think this is really interesting, especially because now Monday Night Raw has the possibility to not be on Monday night because it. It can be whenever. You can post a new episode whenever you want. That's the beauty of Netflix. There isn't scheduled stuff. And I was seeing an interview with kind of the head guy who made the head the guy head guy of Netflix. Not the head guy of Netflix, but uh, he was on the Pat McAfee show. 
and he was talking about like what's what's going to happen and he said you know there's a lot of big sporting events that happen on Mondays there's national championship games there's Monday night football there's all these things and WWE Monday Night Raw still holds up in the ratings against them so maybe they just stay with Monday night maybe they don't maybe they move it around it's a it's a I wonder how this impacts the whole longest-running episodic TV show. Does it remain longest episodic-running TV show because it's on Netflix? It's not on TV? Technically not, I wouldn't think. Yeah. So that, would come, that streak would technically yeah. come to an end. It's now a streaming show. Interesting. Where my mind goes with this is the fact that um, you know we have seen leagues do deals with streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, MLB does Apple TV. Uh, and the NHL is with ESPN Plus. It's not every game that's on there, but it's a lot. It, it's not the same thing as this WWE, you know, mm-hmm. exclusively going to Netflix. It's it's a it's a way bigger deal. But I think it broke the door open for these streaming platforms. Maybe maybe it's because they can see numbers, they can see you know, dollar amount numbers, they can see years by these, and go, you know, we can we can keep this for ten years if we pay this much. I think it's giving more leagues maybe a better idea. To get out into this, who knows? Next, we could see the NFL be exclusively on Netflix if sure. it's a fifty billion dollar, whatever it's going to yeah. be. Right? Um, I just feel like this is kind of the, the as I drop my key. <laughs> is that loud? That probably was loud. Yeah, anyway, who cares? Um, yeah, it's probably one of those things that it's kind of the tip of the iceberg, and it's it's going to keep going. That's how I see this. Yeah, I feel like streaming platforms are going to become the new way that people watch sports, and that. Channel 24, which was ESPN back in back that's in right. Western Nebraska, uh, that's not going to be a thing much longer was, anymore. 27 was Nickelodeon. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, it was Disney. Yeah, um, really? Because I remember 59 was Nickelodeon at, at, my, really? at, at my charter, Time Warner house, and then 61 was Nickelodeon. 27 really? was the Golf Channel. Uh, 23 was the Weather Channel. I don't know why. I, my, my grandma always watched the Weather Channel. The local on the eights, man. The oh, local on you gotta the eights. Absolutely. Just elevator music to the max. It was awesome. Anyway, so, uh, yeah. Sorry. It, it's all. It's all kind of. I, I. I feel like. Just a prediction. Ten years from now. ESPN's not going to be a, a live sports thing anymore. It, it might be, really? but it might be with Netflix. It might be the ESPN and Netflix, you know, type well, thing, or, or Disney is, Plus. ESPN right. is owned by Disney. Yep, yep. So it's just it's like, going to be Hulu and Disney yeah. Plus. So, so you want to watch Monday Night Football, uh, which Hulu. is popular ESPN. So yeah, it's going to be live on Hulu or live on Disney Plus. I just yeah. feel like that's the way this is going, and this whole WWE thing, even though it may not be totally related to other sports leagues and stuff, I just feel like that's what streaming platforms are thinking. They're 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 about to, you know, try to climb the ladder and, mm-hmm. and get to the mountaintop. So we'll I mean, I, Apple Apple TV, real Apple TV is it Apple Plus? Apple TV, Apple Plus? TV Plus, Apple Plus, Apple. Bite out of minus. the apple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, with Apple, they did something really smart with the Champions League. No, what was it? The Premier League. Yeah, Premier. Where yeah. you can where you can watch if there is a Premier League game, it is on Apple. Mm-hmm. Period. End of discussion. The fact that Netflix is going to do that internationally with WWE, and and I would imagine eventually they will get it from Peacock. However, I think that's the only thing, one of the few things keeping Peacock alive is the fact that they are the new WWE network. The If 
they are able to if they're able to become the home of WWE, that's huge for WWE fans and I think it helps grow the sport the sport uh, air quotes the entertainment mm-hmm. uh, that is WWE product product yeah. and for Major League Baseball to find something to do the same. I know you said that they signed with Apple, but they're not exclusively. No, 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 no. no. I would love to see Major League Baseball do that because right now MLB TV, whatever, or MLB.TV, whatever, is just horrible. Mm. Their website is terrible when it comes to trying to. If I want to watch a Kansas City Royals game, not only do I have to buy buy a subscription to MLB.TV, but also it's probably blacked out in my area. Yep. Unless you have Fox Sport or whatever they they carried on. Is it Bali? It might Bally. be Bali. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. like, what's even the point of it? I want to watch my favorite team. And NBA, the NBA stuff is the exact same way. Mm-hmm. So, for a streaming service to jump in and do what Apple does with the Premier League for baseball, hockey, whoever... I think that would be huge, and I, I think, think it that's would... it, what it's exactly going to happen within yeah. five years. Uh, it's probably not not as anytime soon, but yeah, yeah, as it should. Yep. I think that's exactly what should yep. happen. Yep. Personally, I think that would be fantastic. I think that'd be fantastic for sports. Yeah. All right. What else do we have going on? Should we dive into the Husker Roundup, or should we? What? Let's see. We're at thirty-seven. We haven't sworn yet, so no. that's fun. Let's get into actually before we dive into the Husker Roundup because the Husker Roundup is kind of quick. Yeah. Oscar nominations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's one that everyone is talking about. Yeah, it, you you go ahead. Yeah, what what's that? It's, the, it's pretty funny. You told me about it. I was like, <laughs> oh, that's good. I had never seen the movie, but it makes a lot of sense. Barbie yeah. <laughs> has been nominated for eight different things, two of which it is not nominated for are leading actress mm-hmm. and director. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so Margot Robbie, not not nominated. She plays Barbie. She in the plays movie. Barbie in the movie. Does a phenomenal job. Yep. Greta Gre- Gerwig is not nominated for director, even though this was, I mean, the biggest movie of like it. It, it did so much. It, a lot of huge conversation pieces around it. All that sort of stuff. She gets snubbed. You know who gets a nomination? Ken Ryan Gosling gets gets a nod for supporting actor. Yep. This is the this is what the whole Barbie movie was about. It's pretty funny. Do you think they did this on purpose? They or? had yeah. to. Um, yeah. They had <laughs> the 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 Academy had to go. You know what would be really funny is if a, a bunch of us old white guys said, you know what? Yeah. We aren't listening to you, Barbie. You can't tell me anything. We'll show them with this. That's right. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Yeah. Well, it's interesting because then it says Best Adapted Screenplay. Uh, Barbie is nominated for that with Mm -hmm. uh, Greta Gerwig and Noam Noah Baumbach, uh, I guess they came up with the script, right? Is that what Adapted Screenplay means? Whatever. Uh, Also, like, you know. Costume design, it it got nominated for that, but I I don't know I I like weird. <laughs> let me just read through the and I this is hard to do because I haven't seen a lot of these movies, but sure. the uh, best actresses. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, it's, you got to scroll through all this stuff here. <laughs> the Oscar um, nomination, best actress. So Annette Bening, Nyad. I've Lily, never even heard of Nyad. Lily Gladstone, Killers of the Flower Moon. I have not seen that. I haven't I, seen people it. People have told me I should see it. That's the uh, Martin Scorsese and uh, Leo DiCaprio movie. And then Lily Gladstone yeah. plays the uh, the Native American lead in that movie. Heard she's great in it, so I don't get that. Sandra mm-hmm. Holler, Anatomy of a Fall. 
Carrie Mulligan it. Maestro. Uh, that's the uh, Bradley Cooper. He plays the uh, oh orchestra. Haven't orchestra. seen it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Emma Stone. Poor things. So, I've heard that's really yeah, good. Yeah, but I, I mean, don't know. I, 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 you could have thrown. Margot Robbie in there in yeah. one of the most popular movies. That's what I just don't get about the Oscars. That's the thing. I, yeah, the, it's a super popular movie. It's not going to be Oscar nominated. Mm-mm. That Mm-mm. doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. It was nominated for Best Picture. It's one of like five, ten movies, actually, sorry, that are nominated for Best Picture. Oppenheimer is going to win yes. that. Yes, Oppenheimer is a big one. Uh, Maestro, Killers of the F- Flower Moon, once we mentioned Barbie, Anatomy of a Fall, American Fiction, Poor American things. Fiction is very good. What's that one about? It is about a man who is try- he's a black man trying to write novels that are not black novels. Like they aren't stereotypically black novels. And he's like a professor at a college and all this sort of stuff. And he has a breakdown when like his mom gets sick with dementia and, and all this sort of stuff. And so he 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 writes the blackest piece of fiction he can. And, and like it's about gangbangers mm-hmm. and it's about it's about all this sort of stuff. Like he describes it as super black. What what people think black is. And that book sells mm-hmm. and it sells like for a whole bunch of money. And he his uh, his agent sells him as a felon on the run. And so, like, he, this very educated black man is on the phone with, with white publishers going, yeah, what, yeah, you, I'll tell you what, yeah, you know, just really hamming it up. And these white people are like, oh, my gosh, what a great story, even though it's all fake, it's all made yeah. up. It's so entertaining. It's such a good movie. Jeffrey Wright plays the lead in that movie. He's uh, he's nominated job. for best actor. So yeah, that, that I, if he won it, it wouldn't surprise me. He does a really good job in that movie. People. So here are the best actors: uh, Bradley Cooper and Maestro, mm-hmm. uh, Coleman Domingo and Rustin, Paul mm-hmm. Giamatti and Holdovers. And I heard that's he won the uh, Golden Globe for the best yeah. actor in a, in a uh, drama movie or something like that. So so that and then uh, Cillian Killian. Killian, Killian Murphy. Murphy, Oppenheimer, and then Jeffrey Wright uh, for American Fiction. I saw people though saying that Bradley Cooper is going to win it with how really? he totally transformed. Who did this guy that he played? Bradley. He played a uh, orchestra director mm-hmm. who was apparently very popular, um, and I people say he turned into this guy. Uh, let's see. I don't know. Leonard I... Bernstein was, okay. is the guy's name. Uh, Again, I don't know if I composer. like that, yeah. where it's like, this guy really just transformed into his character. I'm like, that's great. I mean, when he's on screen, I hope he's the character. But when he goes home, I hope he's Bradley Cooper. Have you seen the whole thing? Have you seen that Jim Carrey documentary? It's about mm-hmm. him when he played uh, when he played that comedian on Saturday Night Live. Oh, there's a documentary about... Mm, I hate bringing stuff up, then I don't know about it. <laughs> uh, Jim Carrey, let me look it up. So Jim Carrey, there's a documentary about Jim Carrey and he, from playing a comedian yep. on SNL. Yep. Uh, let me see. I don't know this. Got to look up the movie film. I love Wikipedia too. It's it's very well organized. I appreciate Wikipedia. <laughs> we need a guy. We need a. We yeah, need a, we need a, a, a Jamie. Guy. Yeah, hey, Jamie, pull that up. Yeah. Uh, Man on the Moon is the is the movie. We need a homeless pimp. From, so uh, yeah, <laughs> from uh oh, who does that the. Uh, Salvacano, uh, uh, taste buds. 
Their their producer's name is Homeless Pimp. Nice, nice. Love it. Anyway, sorry. You ever heard of Andy Kaufman? Andy Kaufman? Yeah, He's a 1980s uh, Saturday Night Live uh, yeah. comedian. Uh, he ended up passing away. Uh, but this 1999 biographical co- comedy drama is about the late American entertainer Andy Kaufman, starring Jim Carrey as Kaufman. And the story traces from Kaufman's steps through childhood, through going to comedy clubs as a teenager, through what made him famous at Saturday Night Live. It's pretty much a biopic of Andy Kaufman. Well, Jim Carrey turned into Andy Kaufman. There's a famous story of actors like meeting Jim Carrey, like for the first time when he's filming this movie and going up to him on set and going, hi, Jim, how you doing? He goes, I don't know. Andy Kaufman has this weird way of talking. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm good. How are you? Thank you. you know, he's still Andy Kaufman talking yeah. to him. And there's a documentary called Jim and the Ant, Jim and Andy, the great beyond uh, that is on Netflix. It's it's a shocking documentary really? because Jim Carrey just kind of tells all about how this affected his life he literally tried to be the method actor the the daniel day lewis you know the the tom hanks the Mm -hmm. the guys who actually robert de niro's who can get in and be these characters he tried to do this with this guy who uh you know is a comedian kind of a wild character Mm -hmm. and uh wow yeah anyway i'll have to check that out it's a good one very good all right i think that covers oscar nominations let's dive into the husker roundup because we are Mm -hmm. 45 minutes in? Wow. All right. I really didn't think we were going to get 30, 45 minutes out of out of this extra yeah. stuff. Let's dive into the Husker Roundup. Basketball, hit me with it. Boom, 15-5, and five, Austin. Yeah. Rank Mast. <laughs> I love the guy. Rank Mast. I was there last night uh, watching them. He had 34 points. This is a six foot ten guy from, uh, uh, he's from the Netherlands, right? So 6'10", blonde, hair, like almost white hair. Doesn't look like a you know just a you know, Allen Iverson like baller, but he he kind of went Allen Iverson last night handling yeah. the basketball. He had this step back step back three over a guard. It was just incredible. He had his career high thirty four points against the Ohio State Buckeyes, and Nebraska picks up its fifteenth win. One thing about this team, Austin, that I'm noticing, they cannot win on the road. They have lost all <laughs> four of their conference. They're zero and four in the conference on the road, but they're four and zero at home in the conference, and if they can continue to do that, when uh, at home, pick up one road game, please. It will uh, lock one. them into the NCAA tournament, which they haven't been in since 2014, and they've never won an NCAA tournament game. So, a lot on the line here for Nebraska basketball as they have a couple of months left in the season. There you go. Big stuff, big stuff for this Husker team, man. Big, big stuff. Yep. Moving on to Nebraska wrestling. Parker, what's been happening? Well, since that loss to Iowa uh, January 12th, they won back-to-back in uh, dual matches over Minnesota and Purdue and uh, kind of getting off the schneid pretty well. I'm mm-hmm. sure uh, that's been uh, good to see the team pick up wins. So they're still, I see, top 10 in the country in a lot of their rankings. And uh, Nash Hutmacher, after his loss to that Iowa place, first loss, and probably in his career, right? Yeah. I think we maybe since his like 6th, 7th grade year probably earlier than that. Uh, his first loss on the mat, uh, he picked it back up with a win uh, in uh, against the Purdue um, mm-hmm. heavyweight. So uh, that was good to see as well. Wrestling, uh, yeah, continues to kind of roll through their season. Something interesting that I have noticed about Nash Hutmacher is that he doesn't get to wrestle guys that are that much better than mm-hmm. him. So, like, obviously he is able to compete against guys who aren't, like, who are... I say aren't very good, and I and I say that in comparison to like their competition. Yes, yes. Compared to me, they're great. Yes. Absolutely. We all know this. But he has yet to wrestle a ranked 
wrestler. And it, against Minnesota, the the Minnesota heavyweight is ranked like 28th. What was the was the Iowa guy ranked? No, he no. wasn't. Yeah, yeah, Iowa guy wasn't ranked because mm-hmm. the Iowa heavyweight that is ranked or was ranked got hit in the gambling That's right. situation. That's right. Yeah. So he's not able to compete. So they're they're wrestling with backups as is. So he but then the Purdue guy completely unranked. Guy had basically a JV wrestler. And so it seems weird that they put Nash Hotmacker in these situations where it seems like he can only succeed. Yeah, that feels fabricated. It does. It does. It, this whole thing, and I guys, I'm not against any of this. I, sure. I love this. I love seeing Nash on the mat because that's where he's he did his thing in high school. There, he's done his, and he and you know he loves the sport. And he yes. loves uh, attacking it, practicing on it, working out the opponent, all of that stuff. But it does feel like this is just like it's such a cool story, right? And that's what it's for, right? Nash Hutmacher, defensive lineman, pro football prospect, yes. uh, NFL future, uh, get number zero, the polar bear. Put yeah. him on the wrestling team. It's gonna get eyes on it. It's gonna get traction to it. It's it's not undeserved by any. I, I, He's clearly winning. Yeah, he, 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 he wins matches. Yes, he, he he deserves to you know be looked at for that spot. But but you're right. It, it does feel a little strange because it doesn't. I, he, when you take four years off, feels like going to get a little bit worse. No matter you know how you left off or, or how talented you are at the sport, and it just it, to me it feels like they're just trying to. Make this a good story. Cool story for people to check. Hey, check out Nash. He's uh, 285 wrestling the guy from Ohio State tonight. And uh, look at this. Now, I, I highly doubt. I, I know Mark Manning probably has a plan for all of this. And he thinks that uh, Nash probably gives his team some value. And I, I don't, I would not disagree with that, uh, just because of what this guy has done. But there's, there are some things, and kind of based on what you said there, when they know there's not a good chance, they're not going to put him out there. But that's okay. To me, that's okay. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it just, I wonder how the other guy feels. Because yeah, the other sure. guy is, uh, I believe his name is Harley Anderson. Let me double check that. Harley Andrews. Mm-hmm. Harley Andrews wrestled Bennett Tabor against Minnesota. Harley Andrews is the, is the other heavyweight, and who was the heavyweight prior to Nash Hotmarker joining the team. Bennett Tabor is ranked like 26th in the country, so not highly ranked, but is a ranked wrestler. In the first period against him, Harley Andrews got a takedown on him, and he ended up he ended up winning that match. Harley Andrews won that match against Bennett Tabor, right? And so I don't understand why they aren't just getting like. That's the thing I don't get. Like, Harley Andrews clearly was the guy that they were like, okay, this guy's a ranked wrestler. We're going to put him up against him. And then he won. Why then is Nash Hotmacker getting these looks other than to to fabricate a story that then will play on college football Saturday? Mm-hmm. You know, that is what this feels like. And for those who see it, it does like it's very not Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's very it's not genuine. And even though he's winning, he's doing the things that that he needs to do. It just he it feels like he didn't actually earn that spot. Yeah, no, I get I totally feel that a hundred percent. It feels more like a story than it is an actual yeah. like 
we actually mean this. Yeah. Um, but again, as I said, it, it's such, it's such a strange thing to walk because it's like I'm not saying Nash shouldn't be on. Like, no, get him away from the right. team. No, bring him on the team. It's <laughs> the story is good. It's it's, it's part a good of it. Story. But but at the same time. Yeah, it's a little bit strange. It's a, it's a good story bit. that has some Swiss cheese yeah. aspects to it. Like, if you don't even have to look that hard yeah. to realize that, like, there's holes in this yeah. story. Yeah. He's not going to wrestle at at uh, Big Ten Championships. Like, I, there's no way. Because clearly, Harley Andrews is the better wrestler. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And maybe that changes. Maybe he turns into something. But he doesn't have a whole lot of time left to do that. So it is it's a very interesting situation and it's one that for people who are watching it happen and are like kind of plugged in you can see what's ha- you can see the strings being mm-hmm, pulled mm-hmm. which you know kind of takes the fun out of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 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 Um but saying all that though, it might get more eyes on it and that's it just the, that's just the unfortunate part about it. Yeah, I still In a way, in a way that's I still the unfortunate have, part. I mean I I still have the I still have that 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 kind of anger. Uh, yeah. Not anger is not the right word. That annoyance that like, oh, you're just here because a football player decided yeah. to, to join the team. You know, when it's like Nebraska wrestling's been good for like two decades. Not great because they have never won the big one, but they've been very like this year. They're very good. They're a young team. Yep. Next year they're going to be really yes. good. Yes, experienced, experienced. Yeah. You know, like. Guys like Peyton Robb, who lost against Purdue, but guys like Peyton Robb, Ridge Lovett, like these guys are monsters. And Nebraska is just getting more and more monsters. Nebraska could be like Nebraska can compete with Iowa. Absolutely can compete with those guys. And so it's like I just want Nebraska wrestling to be mm-hmm. be put on this pedestal because Nebraska wrestling deserves to be put on a pedestal, not because the foot the bad football team graced us with a player yeah. that is very good. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. interesting. It's how I feel. It's how I feel. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't know if many other people feel the same way. Well, I, I get it. I get it. That's yeah. for sure. Well, I'm glad for you sure. understand. Not, not really coming from a, a deep wrestling background. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I told you at the start. It's I, I I enjoy seeing this because of the story, but at the same time, it's like, what are we really trying to accomplish here? Yeah, you know, we'll we'll see where it goes. He's and and it's also weird because he's just a one season wrestler. Here he is because he's gonna be a senior next year at Nebraska. He could have went to the NFL uh, this mm-hmm. off season. He did not. He's gonna come back for another year in the fall for football, and then he's probably gonna get drafted. So he's not mm-hmm. gonna wrestle in in uh, next season. So it's just a one season thing. Uh, which makes it a little Could more. Could he wrestle well. next season? No, I don't think so. I don't think no, because no? if you no, if you are if you are going to the NFL draft, that is what your focus needs to be on. Probably January, February, March, leading up. I would imagine. Now, maybe mm. he would, but um, that'd be interesting. Maybe he would. Uh, you you have to not be in school that semester, right? Uh, because Ooh, that that draft is fair. in April, and then you're you're off. Like I mean, you're off to that. that. So then, I don't know. I don't know. I'm curious how that would work. Likely not going to work. Say so. Likely not. But Nash Hotmacker, Husker football player, mm-hmm. we have some news within Husker football. Yeah. What's going on? New co-offensive coordinator. New guy to yell at uh, outside yeah. of Marcus Satterfield. His name is Glenn Thomas. Comes from the Steelers. He was their quarterback coach this year where he coached uh, 
wide carousel of Pittsburgh Steelers quarterbacks, <laughs> beginning with Kenny Pickett, uh-huh. Mason Rudolph, mm-hmm. uh, Mitch Trubisky. Forgot and he was uh, there. That's right. So uh, they really couldn't figure it out there instead at uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, but, uh, no, he was under a great coach uh, with Mike Tomlin, obviously. But he's coming to Nebraska as the co-offensive coordinator and the quarterback's coach. So he's going to be in charge of these true freshmen coming in, Daniel Kalen and Dylan Riola, coaching them up. And he's going to be co-offensive coordinator. Now, I don't really know much about co-offensive coordinators, co-defensive coordinators. There's one, there, there's a, a ton of them around programs around college football splitting the head job, right? Not the head coach yes. job, but the head uh, coordinator job. Rule has done this before uh, in, in the past. He did this uh, in his two seasons at Baylor. He had co-offensive coordinators. He did it at, at Temple as well. And Glenn Thomas was a part of both of those teams. So it's okay. a it's a it's a comfortable hire. It's a it's a known hire for Rule. He knows this guy. He's worked with this guy before, and uh, he was also the uh, offensive coordinator for the Arizona State Sun Devils, which coached Jaden Daniels, uh, the last year's Heisman winner with LSU. Mm-hmm. He transferred after uh, Herm Edwards was fired. Glenn Thomason was uh, let go to Jaden Daniels transfers to LSU. He wins a Heisman there. But the year before that. Uh, Glenn Thomas was uh, Jaden Daniels' offensive coordinator at Arizona State. So there's not a lot of a, a ton of credentials on this guy in terms of um, you know a long breadth of a coaching history. It's just kind of been with Matt Rule and most recently the Steelers in Arizona State. So uh, we'll see what they're able to do with that. You convinced me because he's a Matt Rule guy, like it, because he was at Temple, because he was at Baylor. I'm like, okay, Matt Rule knows something more than I do because other than that. I'm like, man, what is the deal yeah. with this? A, a failed NFL quarterbacks coach jumping to college? I, I mean, listen, NFL quarterbacks are clearly a different breed, yeah. and it's very someone who is 24, 25, 26 year old years old, very different from someone who's coming in in his. Which 18. you could argue, you could argue the quarterbacks at Pittsburgh were probably or the quarterback's coach was actually the better position because they fired their offense. Remember Matt, the Matt Canada thing? That's right. Uh, they fired him mm-hmm. uh, like halfway through the season. They then got a new offensive coordinator that was working ahead of Glenn Thomas, right? And so he's still working with the quarterbacks. He had to get on a week-to-week basis Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph, Mitch Trubisky ready and they still made the playoffs. It's a good point. Like they made the playoffs. That's a great so, point. You know, through all that turmoil, this guy kind of, you know, Righted the ship with with what that that messy situation on offense Where's in Pittsburgh. The uh, yeah, find yeah. It. Get the, I gotta <laughs> start drinking some more Kool Aid. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll see where it goes. We will see where it goes. I, I'm. You have made me quite excited. I didn't expect that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other than that, not a whole lot else going on with Husker football. I know they're, uh, they've got winter conditioning going on right now. So the team is, I think, back together as a school has started and uh, just uh, doing, some, doing some laps around practice facility, <laughs> yeah. whatever they do for winter conditioning. I have yeah. no idea. <laughs> whatever but, uh, they yeah, do. Yeah. But good to good to have that Husker Roundup rounded up, mm. and we are going to finish up this podcast as well. Thanks so much for joining us today. I am Austin the Stash. You can find me on Instagram at Radio Guy Austin. You can find me on TikTok at Actually Average. He is Parker Siza. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Parker Siza. That's right. We will be back next week with more. Crazy stuff to talk about, more news to talk about, more sports to talk about here on Siza and the Stash. Two cats talking about sports. See you next week. Peace.